This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, September 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Shasta water fight. Oakland exports drop. Biotech tomato advances. And trade nominee heads to the Senate floor. Water board responds to Shasta spat. Water board staff yesterday responded to a clash with irrigators last month over curtailments along the Shasta River. The flare-up started when the Shasta River Water Association illegally diverted water for about a 100 farmers and ranchers in the Siskiyou County. This led to a sudden drop in the flow of the already depleted river weeks ahead of the fall salmon run, along with outcry from local tribes. The Water Board successfully ordered the association to halt the diversions and is investigating the issue, that according to staff in the enforcement branch. The agency is reviewing 47 other complaints in the region compared to 74 in the much larger Bay Delta watershed. We need to keep the faith in the administration of the system, said Board Chair Joaquin Esquivel, in defending the board from criticism that it has been soft on the diverters. Esquivel stressed that staff are taking a fair and balanced approach in pursuing complaints amid difficult conditions for all stakeholders. Port of Oakland protests tied to export drop. A week-long protest at the Port of Oakland last month contributed to a nearly 8% drop in exports of ag products and raw materials in August. That according to a new report from Beacon Economics. The loss adds up to more than $100 million in value. Truckers had blocked access to the port to protest AB5, the state's contentious independent contractor law. The report also notes that California's overall share of the U.S. export trade hit an all-time low. USDA OKs Biotech Tomato and a potential new milestone in agriculture biotechnology A gene-edited tomato that's high in antioxidants believed to fight cancer and heart disease has cleared a key hurdle. USDA has formally decided that the tomato doesn't warrant regulation because it isn't a plant pest risk. The tomato is the result of research at the John Ennis Center and the Stansbury Laboratory in England. The developers say the deep purple tomato contains high levels of anthrocyanins, which are found in berries and other fruit. The company that's a spinoff of the research has been working on breeding varieties suitable for production in the U.S. Now keep in mind, a report by Rabobank says products like this are why biotech fruits and vegetables are likely to take off in the market over the next several years. Trade nominee headed to the Senate floor. In a notable show of bipartisanship, the Senate Finance Committee voted 27-0 to 0 yesterday to approve USDA advisor Doug McCallop's nomination to be the Biden administration's chief agricultural trade negotiator. McCallop is a strong voice to take on these challenges as our top trade advocate for American agriculture, said Finance Chairman Ron Wyden of Oregon. He has fans on both sides of this committee, and we expect to work closely with him once he's confirmed and on the job. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. FAS to publish all export data from missing weeks. 
USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service is still planning to resume publishing its weekly export sales report September 15th. But that report will be much larger than normal because it will contain four weeks of data that haven't been published because of problems installing a new reporting system, according to USDA officials. FAS on August 25th produced its first U.S. weekly export sales report using a new system for collecting data, but the agency soon learned there were problems. Exporters are supposed to report sales and shipments to FAS, which in turn publishes the data every week. But the new system, which the agency had been preparing for months, failed. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. One in ten Americans remain food insecure. Food insecurity in America held relatively steady in 2021, 10.2%, a rate that was not significantly different from the 10.5% rate recorded the previous two years. That according to the Agriculture Department yesterday. But there was some notable improvement in 2021 among children. Some 6.2% of kids in households with children were food insecure last year, down from 7.6% in 2020. That according to USDA's annual survey of food security. Food insecurity also declined among black households and households in the South. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Child ag labor concerns get focus. The Obama administration's failed attempt to tighten regulations on child farm labor figured large at a House hearing yesterday. Researchers and farm worker advocates argued that Congress needs to tighten labor standards to protect young farm workers from accidents and exposure to harmful chemicals. This Congress has an opportunity to make a long overdue change in U.S. labor laws to provide child farm workers the same protections as children working in all other sectors, said Margaret Worth, senior researcher with the Human Rights Watch. Norma Flores Lopez, a daughter of farm workers, told the House Education and Labor Subcommittee that her family was, quote, reminded daily that we were disposable and how our dismissal would be of no consequence to the farm operations. Christy Boswell, though, an advisor to former Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue on labor, uh, Ag labor issues, said learning how to work on a farm is good for kids, and she warned against giving the Labor Department new authority to regulate child labor. This proposal under the Obama administration was completely misguided and made broad-sweeping changes that completely blindsided the agriculture industry, Boswell said. Likewise, a bill backed by Democrats would result in parents losing the right to decide what work is safe for their kids to do, she said. I have concerns about bureaucrats in Washington writing overly broad regulations without technical expertise on farming practices and without engaging farmers, she said. Now keep in mind, President Obama's Labor Department ran into a political buzzsaw over the 2012 proposal. Finally, here's today's She Said It. Fortunately, nature has some great solutions. That Senator Nancy Skinner of Berkeley opening a workshop on establishing a registry of carbon sequestration projects, which stems from her measure SB 27 in 2021. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, September 8th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. 
for AgriPulse Daybreak West. I'm Jeff Nelly.